0: Today is Monday, January 18, 2021. On this day in 1978, the European Court of Human Rights found the United Kingdom guilty of mistreating prisoners in Northern Ireland, but not guilty of torture. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's events, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes dramatizations and discussions of torture that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering human rights charges against the UK during their conflict with Ireland. Let's go back to Strasbourg, France, on January 18, 1978. Continuing the work of Ireland's High Court judge and former Attorney General Declan Costello, a team of barristers and legal scholars marched into the European Court of Human Rights they were locked in a court battle with Ireland's age-old adversary, the United Kingdom. The Irish filed a complaint with the European Court that in 1971, the UK and its ally, Northern Ireland, had not only mistreated Catholic prisoners, but tortured them. The crux of the case was Northern Ireland's use of interrogation tactics, known as the Five Techniques. These practices included the use of sensory deprivation hoods, mind-numbing noise, sleep deprivation, starvation, and wall standing. This required a prisoner to stand four feet from a wall. He was then forced to reach his arms to the vertical surface so that only his fingertips were touching it. The prisoner would then have to hold that position for hours and hours, or until he collapsed out of exhaustion. In previous sessions, Costello and his team presented evidence that the five techniques were not only mistreatment, but forms of illegal torture. Costello made an impassioned plea to the panel of 17 international judges. He claimed that this case wasn't only important for Ireland, but for all countries worldwide. It would establish precedent for what defined state-sanctioned torture. Of course, representatives from the UK vehemently denied the claims. They reluctantly admitted that prisoners were treated harshly, but they argued it was necessary given the ongoing security crisis between the predominantly Catholic Republic of Ireland and the Protestant territory of Northern Ireland. After closing arguments, the panel of judges retired to their chambers to deliberate. Costello's team waited anxiously for the verdict. Later that day, they were called back into the courtroom. The judges declared that the United Kingdom had, in fact, mistreated the Irish prisoners. At first, the courtroom was abuzz with relief and celebration. It looked like the Irish might prevail. But then the court announced that they couldn't find evidence that the UK had tortured the prisoners. Even worse, the judges explained that they couldn't punish the British government for their role in the mistreatment. In effect, the UK was exonerated due to a dispute over the definition of torture. The legal experts from Ireland hung their heads in disbelief. Costello had presented reams of evidence to the contrary, and to his credit, three judges on the court wrote sharply worded dissenting opinions, arguing that the court's definition of torture was too narrow. But they weren't enough to sway the panel. It was a heartbreaking loss for Costello and his team, but it couldn't compare to the pain and suffering of the Irish prisoners they represented. To understand that, we need to go back six-and-a-half years to the early morning of August 9th, 1971. 38-year-old Sean McKenna awoke to chaos. His wife and eight children screamed in terror as police and military operatives invaded their home in the village of Newry in Northern Ireland. The officers were there to detain Sean. He was a civil rights activist who frequently spoke about injustices against Catholics in Northern Ireland. But since his 17-year-old son was also named Sean, the security forces cuffed him, too. They threw both of them into a police van. Sean Sr. urged his son not to worry. Everything was going to be okay. They had nothing to hide. All they had to do was tell the truth, and they'd be able to go home. But soon, Sean Sr. realized things weren't going to be okay. At some point, a dark hood was thrown over his head. He and his son were separated. He had no idea where he was going. Little did he know, it would change his life forever. Coming up... Sean McKenna is subjected to torture at the hands of police and security forces in Northern Ireland. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of the Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow The Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by The Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to five hundred dollars is if I do scratch it? OK, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to high laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Now, back to the story. 38-year-old Sean McKenna and his 17-year-old son had been ripped out of their home in the middle of the night. Sean's wife had no idea where they were taken. Sean Jr. was sent to an internment camp in Northern Ireland, alongside thousands of other Irish Catholic detainees. Sean Sr., on the other hand, was diverted to a secret facility in County Derry called the Shackleton Barracks. There, he was tortured for over a week. Sean spent much of that time with a hood over his head. At other points, he was stripped naked and beaten. The room where he was kept echoed with the constant static of white noise. He couldn't sleep or even think. If that wasn't enough, after a few days, Sean was taken to another location that he referred to as the Madhouse. There, the torture intensified. Sean recalled later, My head was spinning. My mind went wild. I was crying. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't even remember my name or my children's names. I never imagined anyone could be so cruel to his fellow man. After nearly two weeks of torture, Sean was sent to a conventional prison in Belfast. There, Sean's wife was finally allowed to see him, but when she arrived, she didn't find her husband, not the one she knew at least. Sean's once dark head of hair had turned white. He was frail and shaky. He wept uncontrollably. He seemed to have aged 30 years. Sean's wife demanded that he be released, but officials from Northern Ireland refused. He was held in the Belfast prison for over a year. Finally, in October, 1972, Sean was released for medical reasons. But while his body returned home, Sean's mind did not. Once the proud patriarch of the family and a dynamic public speaker, he was now paralyzed with anxiety. For a time, he was treated in a mental hospital. After that, he lived alone in a cottage in the countryside. At one point, he described the after effects of the trauma. He said, my head still won't focus right. I don't think I will ever be the same again." Over the next two years, Sean suffered a series of minor heart attacks. In June 1975, he had one more. This time, it was fatal. Sean was only 42 years old. So three years later, when the McKenna family learned of the verdict from the European Court of Human Rights, they were justifiably devastated. Not only had the court refused to grant justice for Sean and the other victims of torture, the decision seemed to condone further use of these brutal tactics. In fact, it paved the way for their widespread use. In 2003, British military forces employed the five techniques on Iraqi prisoners, which resulted in the death of at least one detainee. The US and Israel also relied on the European court's ruling to justify their own enhanced interrogation practices, including the controversial use of waterboarding. To stem the tide of rampant torture, organizations and governments have lobbied the European Court of Human Rights to revisit the case. So far, the court has refused to revise their decree. But the battle isn't over. The Republic of Ireland and Amnesty International continue to pursue the case for Sean McKenna and other victims of illegal torture. Perhaps someday they will have the justice They deserve. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Dictators. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Adam DeSilva, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Anya Bayerly. I'm Vanessa Richardson. FACT Fiction, fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.